0: Welcome to the family in car selling secrets with Doug Sprinthall,
1: Bob Kroll and he didn't tell me a thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alex Bernard Rasmussen. Let's
1: see how this is going to go.
2: Co-host Catherine Brandt,
1: Tom Ryan, Andy Brand Bernard,
2: and Cassie Schrader.
0: We'll be right back. We're going to find out how I don't get shot going downtown Minneapolis <sighs> in the future.
2: <sighs> it's exactly opposite. Of what it's going to be you. no. I meant
0: by the police. <laughs>
2: oh. oh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa.
0: No, I'm uh, very old. We'll be right back. Off. Kick things off. Here's Dougie. No,
3: it's a pre-recorded.
0: That's oh, what I'm commercial. saying. Here's Dougie. No, we do Brad, no. Sean and Brian. Yeah. We don't oh, we do, do Oh, our... I thought you did him first and then Brad. Um, you are the worst co-hosts <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> 35 does... years in radio and you just F the 40 eight every week. He in radio. just throws his headphones down. <laughs> oh, all right. Right. Play
3: all right. the commercial.
0: Walls are automotive. just yeah, car selling secrets.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Mom claimed that Alex and I both had whooping cough when we were kids. It was croup. It was croup. Croup,
2: whoop. It all sounds the same to me. Okay, we have the first,
1: first of all
0: time, ladies and gentlemen. Doug already told me to shut up. So. No, I did not. <laughs> Why
3: Thank don't God you introduce do our guest? You know well, him very Bob, well. Bob,
4: how long ago did we meet? Got a lot. I was time. new on the union board, so it's got to be about 23, 23, 23 years,
1: twenty
0: four years. Yeah, I, I've always had such a great time with the whole thing. We had a very quick explanation for new listeners. I grew up in a family that had cops and criminals in it, which, as you find out, <laughs> is rather common. <laughs>
4: you know, it really
0: is uh, the old neighborhood and stuff. Uh, there was a very key figure back about 23 years ago. I was talking to him, you know, and, and his brother couldn't stay out of jail. And he was one, he was a big shot cop, and his brother could not stay out of prison. It's wow. just how. Nah, I mean, it's kind of how, it, how it is. So do you go out to Stillwater a lot, Bob? Or?
4: Uh, nope, well, no, Bob. my mom, I'm the last of six, and she said that the worst one that I raised became the cop. So.
3: <laughs> 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 okay, it's kind of a tradition before yeah, we start exactly. the interview. We always have our guests tell the story about the first car that they ever owned. Ooh, like and if it. it's a boring story, just lie and make
4: something. No, like it. it's uh, now owned, because according to my older brother, my mom and dad gave me a 69 Buick LeSabre, but if that's not true, and he's my favorite and my mom even said, says it's not true he used it from time to time. My first car I owned, I just got out of the Army basic training in MP school and I bought a, a four-door uh, two-tone blue 78 Plymouth Horizon.
3: <laughs> so you was what ooh, I could ooh, afford on you, were trying, <laughs> you were, trying, really you were trying to
4: retain your virginity. Back that <laughs> I was say, ooh. Ooh, sexy. Wow <laughs> <laughs> it was way late for that Doug. Oh <laughs> okay.
0: All right, so is it too early to ask if I can form a death squad? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: go ahead.
0: No, I, I just... Uh, Bob, I tell a story quite often, living on on Plymouth Avenue, growing up as a kid. I'm, you know, 8, 9, 10 years old. I would leave Bryant and Plymouth, which is... We lived at 914 14th Avenue North. And I would walk downtown to go see a movie. At 10 years old, I'd walk downtown go to the movie and walk back home. The movie was a quarter by the way. So, oh, what does that tell you? You're old nobody as hell. ever bothered <laughs> me. Ever. No did you, one did ever you tip the, the piano song. player. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. No, I nobody I was never bothered, not one time walking downtown, walking on Hennepin Avenue, walking down Plymouth Avenue, no one ever bothered me because the parents in my neighborhood would never have allowed it. And that was black kids, white kids, Mexican kids. It was all of us. We were all in it together. Nobody ever battled. I went to St. Joseph's. No, no, I think I saw one fight where Benny Cruchon got hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat. So it was a pretty severe fight. But, you know, <clears throat> it was one of those deals.
2: Yeah, you saw um, more domestic violence than anything else.
0: A lot of domestic violence, yeah. There was a lot of that back in the old days. But, but Bob, I tell you, honestly, I really, really miss that neighborhood i grew up in supposedly the worst neighborhood in the state of minnesota but i just loved it yeah there was a lot of like when i'd be out on a say a sunday morning i'd sit out in the front step could i wake up a little early and then all the hookers and strippers would come home with their mascara running from crying and like oh god is that depressing it was incredibly depressing
4: ah the good old days it was though i learned that uh, that hits complete home because very similar to you. I grew up in the east side of St. Paul. Oh, and right yeah. now yeah. in St. Paul, that's where we're having all the trouble. And in fact, just last night, my sister texted me saying they had a a, a party at Ob's bar for and now yeah, my sister sure. is, is sixty in her sixties, and uh, there's a party there for one of the ladies, and the couple walked out and they got robbed in the parking lot of Ob's oh, bar. God and so right away i text uh, back yo, oh, that pisses me off when it's in our backyard because yeah. i love to walk out when that happened you know they feigned that they had a gun they didn't and you know they gave over their stuff and took off but now if you don't not familiar with ob that's the st paul cop hangout they eat there on duty right. off duty so right, right in the mm. in our backyard and literally right where we grew up because it was this, it was the same thing for us in the east side to see it happen there, to see it happen in Minneapolis, for those of us that love the neighborhoods like you and I that we grew up in, it's yep. tough to see. I've got an
3: East Side story for you. This is back mm, early 90s. I'm playing at the Mounds Park Lounge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is where the professional alcoholics in There were no beginners in there. <laughs> middle of the second set i look up and a guy had just passed out fallen backwards out of his bar stool and it was a stand up franks died yeah baby <laughs> the guy died right there oh he died so we oh stopped playing and what the bartender just runs just over and says what the f are you doing start playing
2: the guy just, he's dead. Yeah, can we have a uh, moment of silence playing, for him, right. baby?
4: My, my brother was in that bar one night and he told me he saw another guy making the guy dance, shooting at his feet with a gun. Oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> what?
0: You
3: know,
4: Why don't I have fun like that anymore? <laughs> well,
0: play <in>
3: a band. <laughs> <Well, laughs> <many, many, laughs> play a band. Yeah.
0: I can wow. get that going. That'd be, that'd be a nice touch right incredible. there. But
1: the difference today, I think, is I was down in Nashville doing some work and I was Love talking. Nashville. and uh, Me too. And I was huh. talking in front of a group and we somehow gun control stuff came up and I said how many of you have firearms 80 percent had them in their car
0: mm-hmm.
1: they, nobody had firearms when we were i mean no. we just didn't worry about getting no. shot now you drive you know i'm driving back to the hotel someone cuts me off i'm like you know thinking i'm gonna get okay. shot if i do anything and today it's a different world you just assume people are packing you got right. it right yeah it's yeah. all true that's scary it's Too often very the right
4: scary. people packing you know i we're the cops are they're there for responsible citizens haven't concealed carry permits um, but cuz there's so many other guns out there and uh we are, are the, the police opinion is the only person that's going to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun um, that's kind of our <clears throat> philosophy Everything's the fact Do the cops want gun control
1: and no, all they just want the right people to have them i know but you look at this uh the prime minister of New Zealand when they had the shooting it took mm-hmm. a month and all the assault rifles were gone
0: yeah, but what's weird is so many more people get killed with handguns in the inner city that, than... Oh, yeah, even, it well, really it's like the really mass really shootings
2: even, uh, that people would like to see stop. Right.
0: Most most those see all are with handguns,
1: too. You
2: know, I mean, yeah, most just, of
0: those are handguns, too,
1: actually.
2: Not in the school shootings and such. Oh, yeah. They are?
1: That's yeah. last one was handguns a handgun. Handguns are much easier yeah. to hide. Yeah. Santa Clarita. They're easier to maneuver indoors. The only reason to use a okay. rifle is if you're shooting long distance, which in a school shooting you're probably not. So...
0: Do you That's think true. part of that is is uh, schools and parenting has changed so much now? And the reason I ask you that question is because I have a uh, permit to carry. I have many times in my life. We, I own six handguns. You do, but I found. Fa- <laughs> 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 oh. See, they're
1: easy. You to might conceal. want the best. they're really <laughs> easy
0: to conceal from you. Apparently, oh. <sighs> no, but I found out and I did not know this. But a Who listener to it? the KQ Morning Show told me, and 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 I, apparently it's true that since i'm on medical thc to sleep i cannot carry a gun anymore i didn't know that is that true in minneapolis
4: i would really? uh, apparently it is yeah i mean well, i i don't okay. that's that's the tough tr- well, the tough part with the thc laws it is, is yeah. what you know when can you drive when can you carry right. um But and, you can drink yeah, yeah, you can drink
0: all you want.
4: You can't drink. You can't yeah, can uh, <laughs> no, no, drink more no than Philando Castile, and that yeah, one yeah. did. and right. carry though, can you? no, right? No, so you correct. can't drink and not carry. Not supposed well, to, legal. Yeah. You're not supposed. Yeah, to. Yeah. Well, but, you
1: can't be drunk and carry, but you can like drink while still having a concealed carry license. Right, right. right. But you, can't, you just can't you just you can have a lower limit,
4: you know. And then the police, if you have them, it's much even lower. It's even lower than that. Sure, yeah. By policy, I would hope so. Yeah, it changes. But uh, no, but Castile had the he he was high, but he had the permit, which invalidates the permits. So right, it transit. does, yeah, yeah. Ah.
0: But see, for so for me, my whole life, if I carried a gun, nobody'd ever know. They'd never know if I was carrying a gun or not. But I don't because it's against the law. It's not about somebody finding out if I'm breaking the law. It's against the law. Don't do it.
3: Well, why is don't that break so the hard? Law aren't
0: really the problem. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard. My mother taught me. You'll obey the law, and that's just how it is. I got the laws of the house, and the laws out there. You will obey the law. I, right from my mother. And I to this day, because, you know, when I take THC to sleep, I don't get high. I just go to sleep. So it's not like I get high on THC and then go, oh, I'm going go to bed. I just
4: go to sleep. Right, and so it you would wake really, up and inside you don't feel the effects.
0: So. Don't feel the effects. So, like I could have a gun on me right now and it's not an effect, but I don't because. So
1: what would be interesting though is it would be in your blood for some thirty days.
0: That's what they say. That's right. what the problem is. And so is. now,
1: yeah. can you pack a week mm-hmm. later and nope. so you're out for thirty days?
0: You're out for as long as you're on medical THC, you can't carry gun at all. And
4: I don't know what the threshold is. You can fly an airplane.
0: I'd like, what I want to get well, is, like, a machine gun mounted on the back of my car. Turret. A right get a turret. There <laughs> oh, just just join it. the it's like
4: Army. Not carrying, right?
3: You know, <laughs> if you were stoned, I don't think you'd be very effective with a weapon. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> no. Hang on a second. You look nice.
1: Oh, I dropped it. Was, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, I think that's the problem is, which bad guy do I shoot? Because there's only
0: one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be a problem. Yeah. I could see no, that being a problem. No, you're just
2: too chill to care anymore.
4: You're just like, I have a
3: question for you, Bob. So uh as a lot of people but not everybody knows during the president's last they call them rallies I guess when he was yeah. in town a month or so mm-hmm. ago the mayor pulled something and I tend to lean left a little bit that I thought personally was kind of chicken shit he told the cops that they couldn't wear their uniforms yeah, off I know, duty I know. so bob and his buddies got together and got these red shirts made up and of course this is right, up, right up trump's alley he just loved it and he got to meet him and go on stage with him and they called him out during the rally so tell right. us what that was i mean i'm not a big trump fan but i still think meeting the president of the united states has got to be a pretty cool experience
4: right and and i mean to to back up to how it transpired everybody saw what the mayor came out and said and right. I, no matter which your party lines are I think it's pretty foolish for a mayor to not invite and tell the standing, sitting president he's not welcome here. I agree. It I agree. could be only a matter of time, and we've had it with tornadoes, with bridge collapses in Minneapolis, where you may need federal assistance and funding. And why would you ever do that? I just thought I it was agree. irresponsible. And then, in addition, in, in other times, um, not only have our members been you know, um, um, encouraged, they were ordered to be behind presidents when they were democrats so i thought hypocrisy so as we as we do i got a good buddy that's a retired lieutenant was on the was on the federation board with me rob goodsell and he does he's in t-shirts now so we're in a bar meeting our chicago counterparts in our motorcycle club halfway to wisconsin we drew this shirt up on a bar napkin that night
2: (laughs) and we thought it was going to be
4: similar to when betsy hodges called me a jackass and we'd sell about a hundred of them but what happened was the president caught on to that, he tweeted it out and this just took off. And I mean How many thousands it, of shirts? It, we've did sold you sell? well over five thousand. <laughs> <a second. laughs> <laughs> the, the nice part the mayor's not going to like is it goes to our charitable arm, and Uh-oh. we're going to be pumping it into programs that are near and dear to the citizens, <laughs> and po- political politicians' hearts in Minneapolis. So wonderful! We're going to do some high-profile donations to things, and they're they're going to go. Now we want to hate these guys and look what they're doing now. So, yeah. so what was Phase it like two to was meet them? back to meeting them um, again. Don't believe the media. Him, the vice president, his son Eric. I had the honor to meet all of them. And them and everyone on their entire staff were the nicest people. They were, um, it, it, everyone said to us, you know, law enforcement is very important to the president. It's very important to this administration. Uh, we want you to know how much you mean to them. And, and honestly, um, we, we did pictures with the VP who was a great guy. Um his son Eric on, had been boring. texting me you can say it he's a little boring <laughs> <laughs> well, he, lo- he loved the cops he loved them and um, I'm in line Indiana. to be- meet the president same thing outside and when I came into view there were 10 or you know 8 10 people in line or 10 or 12 anyway in line and when I came into view he just stops his photo and meet them. he goes there's my guy Points wow. at me, and it was so. It was really incredible. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to him, and he goes, "Hey, I'm going to bring you up on stage." And and uh, I actually had uh, I talked during the, the pre-rally, the pre-program, so it was amazing. I, I was a nervous wreck um, going up on stage in front of that it's was only the, twenty thousand people. Wow, and, and I've been in and out of the, the Target Center a lot over my years on duty and off, and it it was truly the most energy I've ever felt inside that place. It mm. was mm-hmm. it was crazy, but it nicest people. Uh, everybody was on uh, his staff was very respectful. He was very accommodating. So, don't believe the media. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we never do. Deal.
0: No, we do not believe um, the media. Back to you being
2: called a jackass. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> why, did, why did Betsy Hodges yeah. call you a jackass? I don't remember what it was that oh. time. That time. Oh! You know, yeah. She I'm, was I'm a piece of work, though. Rent. Was she but, wearing her
0: headdress when she called I, you that? <laughs> no, she loved to I
4: wear did, that headdress. I dress. did you ever see know, that? that. But the, the funny part for me, for when being the Federation president was watching, Betsy Hodges, Janae Harto, and the Assistant Chief Chris Arneson all not get along and just self destruct. So it was. <laughs> that did it happen. Was, yeah. uh, it, it truly happened, and the department hasn't been happier. I, I say, um, I went from working under the worst chief to the best chief. In, in I've heard quick.
3: a lot of cops say that. Well, about that's you. Good. That quick.
4: Yeah, really. Thank God,
2: there's some improvements. I
4: worked under a lot, and and uh, Rondo, to me, and my eyes, from my position in the federation role, and seeing his vision for the department, he's been the best. There's and he's no, been
3: on the force for what thirty he, years. He or came on
4: six months after me. Yeah, yeah. We never, and we never worked together. He was a North Side cop. Bob, we got to take a, a quick
3: cop. break. We're going to be right back in a, with more car selling secrets, which is really has nothing to do with cars today, but it's really
0: interesting. Uh, police cars. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> why not bank with my banker north american banking company a better banking experience member fdic an equal housing lender if you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses think just for a moment what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom lasik brings well i'm living proof that dream can come true just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic.
1: Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary.
3: Car selling cigarettes. Rob, I've got a question for you. I'm not a Minnesota native, but I've lived here since I was 12, so I'm close. And I drove cab in the city in the late 70s through the early 80s. Not a great, safe time. They had just invented crack in the neighborhood oh, south God. of uh, oh. Lake Street around Chicago, 4th, uh, all the way down to Cedar where It was terrible down there. And I know that there's some uh, controversy about how crime rates get reported, but would, is it worse now than it was back in the 70s, or is it better, or is it different?
4: It, it's tough to say. Um, you, you know, the reporting is one thing. Everything you do it generates a case number, so there's obviously higher reporting that way on what it goes. But I can, from my own personal experience, the area you mentioned, my first five years were basically a, a mile radius from where 35W and um, Lake Street intersect. So basically, I, you know, th- three years in the fifth precinct, other side of 35W, the east side is a is, uh, third precinct and I when I moved precincts, things I moved right on the, under the bridge that mm-hmm. was it mm-hmm. so but in that era it was all that was when the crack wave really hit I was there 89 it was bad. 89 to 95 and working there and looking at that area now it's it's much much better yeah, it was. It's it was changed before. dramatically. There were crack houses like crazy. We used to do SWAT raids of fifty a month drug oh, raids, geez. and now they'd be lucky to do they'd be lucky to do ten a month, and that was common. So the crack wave kind of came and went, and the area in the fifth precinct has gotten really nice there. They've dumped a lot of money into housing and stuff, and even the third precinct is better.
3: Are they going to open up a Nicollet again and get rid of Kmart? Because I was in that time. That's okay. when they put no. the up.
4: Yeah, I, I don't know. It. I don't know about. <laughs> that but but the crime it's in that respect it's down and then we had of the late 90s we had murder Apples, where we approached 100, oh, right a hundred yeah. homicides in a year and right now we're sitting at about 40 so we're getting a lot more shootings though and that's what's really unreported the report is aggravated assaults and truly there I say there's three things that are keeping the the murder rate from being triple digits and one it, of them? Exactly. Yeah. EMS, EMS. the advanced EMS, they're bringing people back from the dead at yep. HCMC and North Memorial. Oh, yeah. And then the paramedics oh, on the scene do a wonderful job, too. That's the yep. biggie. And then, too, we are talking about concealed carry. They're using small caliber handguns. It's very small. And they're lousy shots. Those are the, your three big factors in my Thank thing. Thank God. Every night we get a person shot. Just oh, yeah. basically every night there's someone on the watch commander. Yeah, yeah. You'll see non-life-threatening injury uncooperative victim um that's your standard standard, so they had it
3: coming (laughs) well well, the (laughs) the sad part is that the the north side is
4: the busy is where you're getting your shootings and then downtown yeah you Mm -hmm. know and if you go downtown for entertainment you were hitting on that time and and you're you got to be out of there by 10 o'clock or you're taking your life in your hands so why does it
2: seem to like me that nobody seems to give a Rap about this, that, that the politicians just don't care.
1: If you they, say something, you put your life at risk.
4: They, they don't. And when you hire and unanimously select a chief of police, and he lays out a plan for 400 more officers yes. over the course of the next five years, and right now you're struggling if you should give them 14 more or not. Right now, they they think in this in this city that. The politicians know more by being elected about what's needed for law enforcement because I mentioned, you know, the chief and I see eye to eye on many, many things, and the staffing level is one of them. So,
2: but okay, so, but what is the political upside for these people, the politicians, to not? do anything.
4: My, my theory is they get in, they get elected by a very small number of votes. People don't vote in these city council races. No, they don't. More yeah. importantly, we've got 13 <laughs> council members, which is about the same that they have in San Francisco and things like that. In my opinion, we should reduce it to half and double the salary of these folks because most of them are community organizers, activists that have right. never had a real job. Right. And For them, this is a damn good job. They're coming on and they're making what well, they're making what our patrol officers make roughly, you know, starting, and going so from what is, community malts fees to a the
3: patrol, uh, a patrolman,
4: patrol person. They start make. to low, low to mid eighties a year, okay. and that's what the, that's what the city council is, and then what they gave them themselves a big raise. But it's a very good job when you include city benefits and things like that, and. And you, you've got this very vocal, Just to interrupt, you
3: can make about that selling cars at Walzer. <laughs> we haven't had a shooting and Yeah, not Dodge
1: any bullets. You're, you're <laughs> going to have some applications. Well, not very many. You're going to have Bullitt. some applications coming are going to
4: But we're seeing cops yeah. leave. We really are. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's the thing is they're leaving. And truly, when you got this job, I went from the Postal Service to this, and from the east side of St. Paul, you get a civil service job. In my era, you made it, right? Yeah. yeah right. Yep, and yep. and yep. You, you never saw people leave. And that's what's disturbing, too, is we're seeing people leave and when you tested, you had 1,000 people apply for you know 30 positions. Wow. Now we're getting
1: 200 people or less apply for that same well, Yeah, well, nobody, there's, millennials don't want to get shot at either. No. no. <laughs> well, I mean, just. We don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anybody with I common sense, sense. Right. doesn't yeah. want it's to get, get shot at. It's
1: too risky. Yeah. You know, when I was listening to it, when I was a kid, I grew up in St. Louis Park, and Ooh, we didn't have any big crimes. So <laughs> Officer Fitzgerald, King, who took me home, 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, same cop. But nobody ever got, for this is like smoking dope, but nobody ever went to a station. There was nothing. I mean, it was sort of right, policed in your right. neighborhood. Yes. Yep. The guy took, literally, I rode my bike. He followed us home, made you knock on the door, tell your parents what you did. And then you were disciplined by, I was far more fearful of my dad than I was of Officer Fitzgerald. Very much like myself,
4: yes. You never wanted to get brought home by the police. Oh, so. no. Oh, no, no, no. no, no that, that
0: would not
1: no, be No, but good, that so. I mean, there was, you know, today it's... Not the parents anyone's afraid of no exactly but uh, to your point Catherine, that that's the to me
4: the council if you reduced if you reduce the number of them and increase what they made you'd have more responsible people more successful people with business minds that want to run the city the right way right now they're pandering to a small vocal group that they feel gets them elected and they're they're not serving the citizens as a whole but the
2: communities are suffering
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly are. and it's you not if just you go to North Minneapolis in your old neighborhood tom you and you talk to your average black resident they love the police they want to have they more they do them. absolutely um, they want they to do. have more of them our guys are getting coffee <clears throat> bought for them they're getting to say hey you know again don't believe what the media is saying that kind of thing so no nope. they but the voter turnout is very low which i know but is so
1: can i can't name you one of my council no people no. i mean I, other they, than if i drove out by a sign in a yard I don't know anybody How on the Council Five, five. And, five, and they've
3: got yeah. thirteen council members.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a lot <clears throat> for no Seems reason. Seems like you should have five. Here, here's <laughs> one question I wanted to ask, and and you know, if you, I, here's what I don't understand. Now I talked to a lot of people I grew up with. A lot of those people are black that I grew up with, and they they, they here's their problem. What you see on TV is that black people are shooting people, but it's black people they're shooting. Yes. Now, here's the problem we have. Are they ever going to step up and protect black people in their neighborhoods? Because if you're not, that's kind of racist, isn't it?
4: That's, yeah, that's
0: it's, right. It's it's racist as hell, and no one cares.
4: No, no. I just you're, don't get it. Your, our average shooting I was just yeah. talking about is, you know, black male suspect, black yep. male victim, non-life-threatening yep. wound, and, and that's it. And yep. and those are the people that are getting hurt, and those are the people that want more police protection. They do. And then the other part of that is is they've gotten to... They've gotten into de-policing so much. Where when I was a young cop, listen, you stopped everything that moved. And you're getting you are are you profiling? Well, if you got a taillight out, it's a legal stop. Are you stopping? your Little arrests lead to big arrests. You're in, doing that, you're taking these guns off the street. That isn't going on anymore because the cops don't want to be called all the isms. You're stopping me because I am. Yeah. And yep, yep. they're like, is it easier to drive past this violation and stay out of trouble? or be accused of this that and the other thing and so there's a lot of there's a lot of deep policing going on and it's encouraged they you know we i used to make a a million traffic stops but i've given one dwi and twelve speeding tickets in thirty years but Got a lot of guns out of there in the meantime, and a lot of people warrants for their arrest. Mm-hmm. So it's a fishing expedition. That's really, the, the fishing has gotten really limited, which is a bad part. You
3: everybody. never worked around the caboos, apparently.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what yeah, a great well, spot, right? Yeah, the perfect spot to arrest people, actually, no doubt. Well, I'm, how much of that really goes on, where you hang by a uh, caboose or if you go down, you know? No, we we don't even have a traffic
4: division anymore, and I've never been a proponent of traffic enforcement. You know, <laughs> we, we don't. We don't have a tra- We used to have a forty-person traffic division where they were out there to do speeding tickets, DWIs, and and that was it.
2: Keep yep. the roads safe and for the citizens. Right, right. Oh. Who does and the it, is what? it what? if
4: you're a hit-and-run victim down there? Good luck to you, because you're going to get a case number, go file oh, with your insurance company, and you compare oh. that to the sub- suburbs around us. That's just second-class treatment. You can't treat your people that way. You know these things, and, and that's the problem. And that's where the chief's vision for more cops. That's
1: what they would be doing. A
2: vision. You know. that's nice. so. What's
1: the relationship between the highway patrol and the police? Actually, very good. Now, it you know, there's you know, believe it or not, our cops
4: get DWIs. They come. I represent them when they do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the only you know one of the few jobs where if you do. Get arrested, you suffer the consequences at work. Also, you go through the regular mm-hmm. stuff, and then you're, hey, I'm suspended, and I can't drive, and I'm transferred, or I'm demoted. Those types of things happen. So, um, but, but you know, people this generation, the, the millennials, are a lot more responsible in Uber use and stuff like that. So, the troopers have a pretty good. It's been an up and down relationship over the years, but it's pretty good. If they get a chase and that comes into the city and the guys bail, you know, they they rely on us for help a lot because their backup is a lot So, away. W-
1: what? It, are, so you see them everywhere between the police. So who governs 394? Is it local or is it governed Three, by the highway patrol?
4: 394 is, is the state patrol, yeah.
1: So yeah. where does the highway patrol... W- Basically, w- the, the freeways and state highways is their thing. So Bob, go, what's going they are on state, here? Just so anywhere. you know,
3: he owns a Porsche and he's just trying <laughs> oh. to <pay laughs> <it up. laughs> Right. Where you. can right. I speak? Yeah. Just so right. Probably <laughs> 2 a.m. in Lake Street. If you can just or <laughs> right. on green, light them up, How's baby. On the sane lane. Can I
0: don't I, think you can. Is that
2: worry anybody on the yeah. sane lane? <laughs> not in Bloomington. <laughs> What's amazing to
0: speak. me, isn't? Looking back now, going to St. Joseph's School over there. It uh, was on 11th and Fourth. It's now where the where, 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 where there's a bridge across Plymouth Avenue where St. Joseph's used to be back in the day, right? And I, this just, just occurred to me just now, sitting here listening to you talk about this. When I was a little boy going to that school, the Minneapolis police would come in and once in a while just check on everybody in the school, everybody at St. Joseph, St. Anne's, all the public schools, all the rest of it. <clears throat> and we had a guy named Officer Savanich. You remember Officer Savanich? I I don't
4: remember, but I remember you the, remember like the name, passed don't down You remember the from him for sure. I
0: will tell you something. Officer Savanich would go to every kid in North Minneapolis, and I mean every one of them. And say, look, we care about you. We want you to be safe. The co- I want you to know that the Minneapolis Police Department cares about you. A lot of these kids didn't have parents. You know, my dad's gone. Mom's at home, like me. My dad was gone. But he, Officer Savanich, every time I would see him, he'd go, Tom, we really do care about you. It was wonderful.
4: Can the cops even do that anymore? They, they do have the SROs, and that's something that they actually the council wanted to get rid of, too. Well, we of to course they did. Because now they're, they're calling this the, the gateway to, what was it, the gateway to prison or something like that, that with cops in the schools, and I had this,
1: I had this <laughs> argument with man. them. I
4: said, listen, it, it, it was, I'm missing the term, gateway to something, or pathway to prison, that's what it was, by having cops in schools, and I said, you realize that the cops that are in those schools as uh, SROs, they want to be there and they're yes. there to yep. serve as mentors. We get a lot of our good police candidates out of there because they're recruiting when they're young to come yep. They come to the police department. They want to be there, their heartfelt their hearts are in it. If you get the street cops that's been rolling around in a squad car and has to get dispatched to that fight at that high school yeah. Guess what? They're going to come, they're going to take the two and book them and be off. Yep. Where you go to an S.R.O.'s office, he knows the kids, he knows that's yeah, you know. yeah. It's the best investment you can make in the police department. We haven't had those in high school they want to
1: be and out in Rogers, so... It's all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Yep.
4: No, that's a, it's a thing that needs to stay. There used to be more of. They re- reduced them. Houghton
3: Rogers, was it to cut down on all the cattle rastings? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. exactly Assaulting
1: animals. Was there for, but Assaulting
2: yeah. animals. We had, one, nice. we had one gang fight. Ooh.
3: You did? You, you did? did? You had a one gang fight? Rogers?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. They brought in a bunch of students that got kicked out of Brooklyn Center High School and of brought course. them to Rogers. Of course Thank you.
0: Gee, thanks for bringing them out. We appreciate <laughs> right. it immensely. Because well, a great we need, idea. Because
2: we needed more diversity. Diversity.
0: Mm. Why did you need more so diversity? Bring in white, to white out, out there in we Rogers. Had, we
2: literally had two half-black students in our <laughs> whole school. Well, that equals
0: a whole.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's Why one whole. Know. That was it.
0: You know, that's good. I'm glad you mentioned that actually, because when Officer Savanich would come to Saint Joseph's, there were black students, Mexican students. The only, the only people that we didn't really have in North Minneapolis were Asians. They just there weren't that many Asians in, in Minnesota anyway, and we didn't have any but the copper would go the from copper. kid to kid well, were copper, copper. That, that never was from, take me a lot that, that was from capper. Lamont <laughs> Dean <laughs> my, my, my cousin who was a uh, Hennepin County Deputy Sheriff and a Minneapolis cop for many years but he would, Officer Savanich would talk to Benny Cruchon was a black kid, loved him uh, you get on the list of the Morales family. He would go to every kid and say, we do care about you. Doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. It didn't matter at all. And this was in supposedly one of the most racist times in America's history in the 1950s and 60s. I, why? What happened to that? Why yeah. did they let that go?
4: Yeah, I don't know. They're... They're still there doing that. Um, God, it's wonderful. They move around. But these guys, he stayed for many years. I think it was Ed Savanich, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, God, that's amazing. Officer got yep. God, uh, that's been a few years, Bob. Legendary. Yeah, yeah I told you, i got a great memory because 20 years ago plus, but nothing but yesterday <laughs> or well, the week
3: we got to take a quick break, we and we'll be back with our final segment. God, of the final segment already. Time.
0: Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months, 763
3: Is this the new one from
0: Mario Speedwagon?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Only hack can sing this. <laughs> a new
3: one.
0: I wanted her to play some Polish punk, polka uh, there for uh, there Officers Zamanich, of but she couldn't that find it. That was
3: the old joke in the '70s about the longest bridge in the world. Oh yes.
4: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Africa to Poland. Oh, <laughs> yep, I remember <laughs> many times Northeast, as a kid.
3: Northeast has changed so much in the last few oh, years. Absolutely. Oh, it sure
0: has, it has indeed. It's the kind old. of
3: like what Uptown was in the '80s. It's where all the young kids, because yep. they could, you know, they. Used to be able to afford to live in Uptown and until us older people discovered it. and Now they're up in the northeast. Side.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's been a great conversation you guys are having. I'm really glad you did this, Dougie. Yeah,
3: it's fun. i really having fun trying to book interesting people for this uh, show. If you could just stay well, off the mic a little bit about all politicians are assholes, we might be able to encourage a couple more. To I come didn't in. say all. I just still said working on the 9. governor. I haven't given up on him yet. Oh, the
0: governor Tim Walz. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Well, it would be interesting to have on. I asked Ryan yeah. Winkler to come on and talk about the marijuana thing, the recreational marijuana. I'm surprised he didn't call from. you
3: back because I talked to him at, right after he was on. Uh, for those of uh, the listeners that might not know, he was the. A majority speaker of the house in the minnesota legislature and it works in uh, his precinct is it's not precinct district is golden valley so you actually they're really nice south job. golden valley yeah south golden valley all the cool people live <laughs> yeah we're all the cool people. so what, Hill.
1: what is the i mean what's the issue with recreational weed in minnesota and does the police do they give a crap.
4: Ryan Winkler's bringing it forward. Yeah, yeah. I so you don't want to police it, do you?
3: Figure out where he can smoke pot and yeah, drive his no, it's been a long time.
1: <laughs> I'll drive fast. If I if I were to light up, it would be the I'd get pulled yeah, I, over for going too slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: exactly. I, I'm against it, and we we do what's called a DC fly-in and once a year. We meet with our with our um, Congress reps out there mm-hmm. and our and our senators, and uh, there was a very interesting expert on it out there, and you would never suspect it older black gentleman, and he explained this to all, not really old, my age, I guess, older, Just but... He um, <laughs> <laughs> oh explained this, and he said, before they jump into this, you need to look at the cost, and, and they need to look at Colorado. You think, Everybody thinks, so we're going to generate all this tax revenue from it, and on the back end, you're spending more out for treatment programs for oh, things yeah. like that, um, and we talked about it a little bit. When you you can't gauge, you know, if you're high and driving very easy, what are the effects? Those types of things, you know, news channels have done things on it. But um, I would like for this guy to come and talk with our legislature before they do this, because there's a lot of hidden costs that they don't realize that far. Surpass what they gain in tax benefits. Well, that's um, interesting because the, all
2: you ever hear is that you know
4: big money, Colorado right? is just big rolling money. in
2: money and big money, yeah.
4: And and we don't know the long term effects down the line. You know, for if if we're keeping right. everybody smoked in the 40s, right, yeah. 50s, yeah. Um, and then tell we, hey, lung cancer. You know, like, smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. causes cancer. So, but it's going to be okay to smoke marijuana. I realize you can take it other ways and things like that, but there's health effects alcohol you know if but from
1: a police standpoint what I mean you don't want to be resting I mean it's a pain in the butt to take someone down who's got is, a quarter ounce of weed on reality them or is
4: right now the coppers are taking that and flushing it in the sewer on uh, Can- they're okay. not They're those little things like that they're not serious they're, uh, they're pretty much uncle
3: the my way. wife's uncle was a st. Paul cop and he just would take it and take it home <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll tell well, you no, a funny. No, I, I tell you a funny story I about hope him. He's so, yeah, yeah I he hope retired. retired. He's probably. I'm guessing he's seventy or so. So he was a Vietnam vet, came back, and he wanted to get into be a Saint Paul cop, but something happened, and he had to wait seven years before he could apply. And so his older brother is in town, and we're having this conversation, and and, and my wife works at a church, and says, you know, it's so. Uncle Bruce, how come? How come you had to wait so long? And his older brother goes, "Yeah, it was a farming accident." And they didn't understand what he was saying. You had a pot farm out in Marine in the same place. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> Whoops! Oh, <God.
0: laughs> a farming accident. <laughs> yeah, that's really really I, nice. Yeah,
2: I, I, I don't know. I mean, the whole it, the whole thing about recreational um, marijuana being passed is the good thing about it would be maybe we could get rid of these cartels. That are killing people in other countries, you know, that are supplying oh, the no, US. no, no, no,
0: they make them movie stars now. <laughs> El Chapo's wife is like a TV that star. Disgusting. That would be the one,
2: uh, one good what? thing. But I don't believe I at until they can figure out how to test for it when people are driving.
1: So, are you, so are you opposed sense. to the uh, medical side? You
4: know, the medical side's out there already. Um, yeah. I. Hey, be honest. I've never been a pothead at all, so right. we can change to that. It all. I just kind of see it as uh, it's dummying down society for votes. That's the way I look at it, but maybe that's a close point of view. Um, our our cops as a whole are not really in favor. They're not like the enforcing it, but I think a lot of them they think about their kids. Do they want? Do you want to walk down the street and have people?
1: firing up all the time. It's, it's bad enough. Um, like they have been yeah. in Manhattan yeah. for
2: the exactly. last 30 years. No, but I, w-
1: I mean, there's part of me that goes, I'd rather have my kids stoned than drunk. Really? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't want them driving either way, but I think we're at less risk, certainly, from smoking pot. Cell phones, in my world, are maybe more dangerous than... I would, oh, agree. Yeah. I oh, would yeah. agree. And oh, yes. so, yes. that's a...
4: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think as your general cop is... Mainly against it, but more uh, along indifferent to against it. I think if you polled my members, oh. you know.
3: Interesting.
4: So I got to ask you a couple of questions. This is this is all
0: personal now. You don't mind if I take a personal? Do <laughs> don't what? ask about my wife. No, I'm not going to ask you about your wife. No, 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 no. I, I'm just. I, it just popped in my head being over at Mace back oh, in the yeah. day with the boys Tony Miranda and you keep John Locke and you going on a. Where are all those guys? Now? Those guys, I, well, I and when John up at the...
4: Uh, they're all in treatment, uh, Tom. The... <laughs> <laughs> Those were some good times. That was a, oh one of the God, favorite times of my career. Our federation, in fact, I, when, I got a 2 o'clock board meeting today and a 5.30 <laughs> membership meeting. And with those boys, the board meeting would be over about 3 or 4, and then we go to Zerbees or Amazelax, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. and then we'd come back and hold the membership meeting, and, and then we go back for more. And God, we used to fun, get man. together with Tom from time to time at Amazelax, but oh, the oh, hammer, John Locke. Um, I still hear from him all the yeah, time. Right. Hey, good job, babe. Heard John on the radio. You know like he'll, he'll. Yeah, he's the, the best. I, um, John's he, a great he no knows side guy. Well And the truth told, I owe my job to these guys. Uh, John was a. He taught defensive tactics when I came on. I got in a little trouble in rookie school, maybe bar re- fight related. And he's like, he reached out. Hey, forget you know this kid. He's one of our good guys. And blah blah blah. Oh so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> John, uh, he's still local. I hear from him a lot. Yeah, I ran um, into him about a Al two. Al Berryman's got three homes. He was Al Berryman's got <laughs> three, three he homes. He the old federation president, you know. But how he get money for he's three in, homes? He was the federation Azula. president, right? And he's down in Arizona. He's mainly in Arizona. And every time he comes oh, he back a- in. Um, he gets a hold of us, Tony and I. Tony and Ryan is still local. Oh, um,
0: please. It's so next time those guys get together. For sure. I would love to Tony, see he, him. I, well, I got Tony's you. Tony's a great guy.
4: We'll make we'll make sure we get a hold of you because God, was so much Tony's fun. a wonderful guy. He was the nucleus of that federation for many years. Yeah, he was. Time yeah, he was, Absolutely. Um, when, when Al comes to town, which is a few times a year, we always get
1: together. Al Baron.
2: So. Is Mayslack still around? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. is yeah. it? That's That's thriving. A, Tom well, still has garlic breath from it. He has oh, been
1: there for 20 years. Oh, out that's right by oh our my God. He used, seriously
2: he'd get out of his car and i could yeah, it was like oh he's been to mace Lags. i could smell the garlic
4: it's a hipster hangout now oh it's is really, it really is it oh, really it's, it's, so his hobbies mm-hmm. now it's called grumpy's series has changed it's grumpies and northeast has really gotten to turn into hipster stuff oh it oh, yeah, used to be the real blue yeah. collar yeah. all around yeah. you could throw a rock in any direction and walk to a bar out of my union office but uh one of my favorite
0: things about being a teenage guy in North Minneapolis you'd be up at Papa Joe's Northern or at the Broadway bar and you'd be sitting there and the cops would come in a couple of cops would come in and they' go put him on the desk They'd put them on the table and everybody'd take out a knife or a gun and put <laughs> it on the table God. and they'd get whatever they were like a pizza or a sandwich or yeah. they were going to go go all right, boys. They'd leave. Everybody take their gun, put it back in their <laughs> pocket.
4: <It's> like, Probably <laughs> Alex up there. They, they Alex. Oh, Alex! Yeah. and Murphy worked together forever. Yeah, uh, they did. Uh, on the tax squad or SWAT guys, and yeah. I heard
0: so many great stories. I, one of my favorite stories up there, and I'm sorry. I'll shut up, no, no I promise.
4: I, I'm so, not mad.
0: The boys get a call, and they they go up the Northside, and somebody's been shot to death. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Sarge comes in the room. And he goes. Everybody, get the hell out of here. Because everybody was sitting around like in, a, in the family. They're sitting around with a dead guy, right? And so there's a guy on the couch. He's like sleeping. He's like, like that, right? And Sarge goes, What the hell did I tell you? And the guy didn't respond. He goes, I said you got to go. And one of the other cops comes up and goes, Actually, uh, he's a victim. The bullet went in his mouth and came <laughs> oh, out the back my. of his head. And the copper turns. and goes, "Okay, you can stay." <laughs> yeah.
4: Was that was a Sarge Lurch? Yes, Jerry, Lurch Larson. It
0: was indeed. You know, How Jerry, did you know Jerry that? Jerry
4: passed because he, 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 he was did? on the board too. He passed. Oh. It'll be two years, I think, this spring. But there, well, I'm this, sorry to hear I that. I was thinking about him on the way on the way in this morning, knowing I was coming here because That's I, who it was. He was the vice president <laughs> of the federation <laughs> at the time, and he this guy. I've been to Vegas many times, and to this day, the first time I was in Vegas was with him, and it was the best time I ever had. Oh, I my left. God. He's I dead. left there after three days, Aww. and my face muscles were sore from laughing. This guy had he had a line for everybody, but he was a—he was an icon. He a four-way a- stop. I heard this from another cop. <laughs> uh, Lurch pulls him over,
0: and, and he goes, what well, you stopped me for? He goes, because you, you rolled through the, the stop sign. You didn't stop at a stop sign. He goes... Well, I slowed down. And Lurch (laughs) goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. You're going to get out of the car. I'm going to start beating the piss out of you. You can tell me to slow down or stop.
4: (laughs) Yeah, he was the classic. He was
2: great. Why was he called Lurch? Did he look like Lurch from the
4: Adam's family? He looked like Lurch, yeah. Sounded like him. Sergeant (laughs) Sergeant (laughs) Wonderful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Sergeant Wonderful, baby. God, that Jerry worked hard and played hard, and that was—he <laughs> yes. kept playing after he retired a little too hard. That was, yeah, mm-hmm. he kind of shrunk down. You know, uh, I God. saw, him, awesome. I saw him in the hospital before he passed. Oh, did you yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, he was. God, he, he was, was a wonderful guy. He was Sergeant he Wonderful was. for a reason. Sergeant Wonderful for a reason. Another I mean. one that say, him and Locke were two of the guys <laughs> that were in DT that saved my. Save my hide as a rookie.
0: Locke <laughs> was another guy that, if you were a citizen, you probably didn't want to piss him off.
4: No. Not no, that I no, can remember no. anyway.
0: <laughs> like I said, he was a north side guy from up on Sheridan. I believe he grew up on Sheridan Avenue up there. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, Bob, the great memories and how we all got along. And everybody, like I said, didn't matter race. None of it mattered. Everybody got along. Everybody was fine. So when I left that neighborhood, actually, you know, it's, 24, 25, whatever I was. And I went out in the real world and they were talking about, oh my God, race relations are terrible. I go, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. How are race relations terrible? Not where I grew up. It's the and Norwegians and the Swedes. <laughs> yeah, that's what
1: it is. Well, they actually do High hate one theater. another. That is
0: true. They do hate one another. But <laughs> now, I, I tell you, because the cops in North Minneapolis yeah, understood North Minneapolis, the firefighters, oh, everybody... Well, Rocco Forte. I, you know, I went to I went to St. Rocco was the the fire chief, and his older brother Michael and I were in the same class. At, at you know, his dad was an organ grinder. Did you know? <laughs> wow. Yes, his dad. Honestly, God, Rocco Forte was a fire chief. His dad was an organ grinder. He had the big mustache and he had the thing with the monkey and the whole deal. Oh, wow. Nice Italian boy from North I Just think
3: that was a job once upon a time. Being an organ grinder yeah,
0: it yeah. was. Yes. Oh God, I got to shut up because you only got a couple minutes.
3: Well, no, keep going.
0: Wait. No, I, I just, what I'm talking about is we had a relationship with the cops. The cops cared. We cared. And I never understood once I left my neighborhood why did all this happen out here? Because back in our, the poorest neighborhood, the worst neighborhood in Minnesota, everybody gets along really well. It's just yeah. weird. Yeah. The whole thing is just, it should have never happened.
4: And I really wish they'd get their head out of their ass and let the cops do their job that's all i'm saying before we're off i got to thank doug for the relationship because the reason he reached out to me is they sponsor the federation and our mm-hmm. stuff to Slade yeah drive. Walzer yeah. does and <clears throat> that's how we met um one of our charitable arms we walser in conjunction with kstp5 and it's on it's going yeah. on right now our, <clears throat> yep, it's our coppers are in the skyway in downtown collecting toys for kids no, i gotta so.
3: just be completely clear we they dropped that last year. Oh, Somebody geez. in our marketing department—I don't know who it was—but they, they dropped said, it. That's yeah, a long story. Oh, Could I... you arrest Paul for me? <laughs> that'd be awesome. Arrest <laughs> that, Paul Walls we yes.
4: for years. Yes. no Yeah, we did. We did no, here, I know. So that's, that's how we got. We did. it's a great, charity. It continues on, but but thanks for. And I didn't so know i that charitable. I'm not the most. Somebody sure to came
3: to me, and I won't say who it was, uh, a couple months ago, and says, "Hey, that whole stuff the sleigh thing. Can you get us back in there again?" And so I called. I know some people over at Hubbard, and they're like, "You know, it, there's a different title sponsor, and they're going to do it again this oh, year." It's like, okay. Well, oh, okay.
4: Well, we're underway, but I appreciate what you guys have done. Well, me. thank there's you very much. And for had. those
3: that don't know, it's a toy drive that the uh, cops sponsor, uh, toys for needy kids in the cities, and it's uh, it's really, really, it's a great thing. And it is that time of the year again.
2: Do they need to be new?
4: I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is always don't how much I know. It, I got a cheer No. <laughs> I work the I know cops are some, in trouble, these guys.
2: <laughs> no, there's some toy drives that we're going to get rid of some toys before Christmas when we to get make room. toys. Yeah. And we don't have many toys anyway, but i know there are some places that take used toys yeah so
3: try the you know like the mean streets of edina
0: they're yeah, probably the the oh yeah. yeah yeah i don't want to close right. with an al Berriman story my last thing okay so uh there was a copper many many years ago tried to save his wife from a car fire yeah. uh she's in a van and it exploded in the and her husband the cop went in to save her and he got severely mm-hmm. burned uh, we were down at um uh, the Nicollet Island Pavilion. Pavilion. They, had, okay. they had a fundraiser down there, remember that? And so they're raising funds, and Al Behrman comes up to me and goes, Tom, would you should do me a favor because there's this really cool pistol, and if you could buy it, you know, because it would be really, really great. And I said, yeah, no problem at all. So it goes up, and it's it, the, the pistol goes for like a few thousand dollars, probably even more than that. And I bought it. And then I gave it back to Al, and I said, well, just go ahead and auction it off again. He goes, yeah, I know. I said, what do you mean you know? He goes, I knew you'd give it back. That's why you wanted to buy it. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Al. I'm Thanks, Al. It, right?
4: Remember that? Al had a way of, he 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 had a way of wor- cha- raising charitable Oh, funds. he was good at it. Yeah. Pictures in his office had been raffled every year after year. <laughs> Year, oh, after yeah. year, year after off. year, raffled off. never had to
0: give them <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, Bob, thanks for coming in. Great to see oh, you as pleasure. always. Pleasure. Thanks for always having me. Always a
3: again. Well, That wraps up episode, I think, 32 or 3 of 32, yeah. Walter's Car and Secrets. That I, the podcast is not happening next week, so nope. all the mm-hmm. listeners get a lucky week off. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, you mean you, you don't have car selling secrets on Thanksgiving Day? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would post the best of. No, well, the best
3: of would be Tom's. That's the ones <laughs> that I get the most compliments.
0: About. Yeah, that is true. It Was a great. thing. thank you so much, Tom. How sweet of you to bring in. I mean, this is th- this nice. means the world to me. He brought in Gene Je- Shepard. So again. you like
3: that better than the shirt that? No, Tom I, brought I, in. I was. Go- it
2: doesn't mean <laughs> the you, world to you. Is.
0: know, once <laughs> again, once again, I. Hope Hold I want to thank him. Not only oh, go to thank him, but Doug has to piss all over it. <laughs> so never mind. Goodbye. That's my, That's my job. And we're out. That's my
1: job. <laughs>